Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. City Place Church, I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving. We're back together again, all together, one family online. Oh man, I don't know about you, I I ate a little too much and uh, I'm still eating leftovers, but I'm so glad that we get to spend time together. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, it is our honor to be able to spend this Sunday with you, no matter where you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or listening to our podcast on any of the various platforms. Welcome to the City Place family. I'm so excited to be able to continue our series, What Your Life is Missing. So many things to celebrate all that God is doing. This past Sunday, we stopped our in-person services. We ministered online, hung out with all of you online and joined together in person and we served God. Can we give God praise? for all of the children that's gonna be impacted. 79 children, boxes sent all across the world, 80 plus care boxes given to families in our city. One of the things that we always declare is that we live to give and you are doing well. So thank you for partnering with us. You know, at the end of our service, we're gonna worship God through our giving. It's because of your faithful tithe and offering and trusting God that we're able to represent Jesus right here on the earth and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I had turkey. Uh, It's been one week and I am so ready to preach the word of God. James chapter one, we're continuing our sermon series called What Your Life is Missing. What Your Life is Missing. And we, we started week number one by saying it could be, and I was pretty strong in my proposal that it could be, that the issue of our life, the problem of our life, the, the, the dream or the desire, uh, so many of you typed in what you felt like you were missing, but we landed on the fact that it could be that we're missing a kingdom perspective. And we defined a kingdom perspective as God is God. He's God. And Jesus is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason why we pulled that into our proposal of kingdom perspective was because James in the very first verse, he was the brother of Jesus and he said, I am a bond servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. He made, he made a declaration that, yes, Jesus is my brother, but my viewpoint of Jesus is through my salvation, through my freedom that he gave on the cross and through his resurrection. And so we said that we need to have a kingdom perspective that God is God. All things moved through his spoken word and through the power that he possesses as the creator of all things, that Jesus Christ really is Lord, that He is the image, like Colossians says, of the invisible God by which creation all moved with him and that there is nothing that rises above Jesus himself. We said that freedom rested in Jesus and that his name means Jehovah is salvation. So freedom, deliverance, rest in Jesus and that Jesus was the only one could do it. Christ meaning anointed one, appointed, set apart to be able to do that. And that's the kingdom perspective that we're trying to get. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have to have a kingdom perspective. And last week we said, what does a kingdom perspective look like? 
And we only got into the second verse where James is talking. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And therefore, let patience have its perfect work so that it can be complete in you. And we said James came (laughs) just full blast at us. But he said, a trial is simply a test. He says, knowing that the testing. So he tied testing to the trial and we broke down a kingdom perspective of a trial or a test. And I gave you the first two. I promise you that we would give four, but I only gave you two. And we said the first one is that we have to realize the reality of a trial. James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And remember, we, we bounce it over to Jesus when Jesus says, hey, in this life, you're going to have trials, but be of good cheer. Sounds like James was sounding like his older brother, doesn't it? But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So even when Jesus was telling that there was trials, he was also saying, but man, if you can get a kingdom perspective, you'll realize that no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, I'm already seated above it. James says, I'm a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James says in the first few verses of his chapter that my whole perspective has to be kingdom perspective. So the first perspective of a test or a trial is that there's the reality of of a trial. It's not the discounting that our feelings and our emotions and pain that we would face in overcoming an obstacle or a trial of pursuing our dream or holding on to that prayer request. Those things are real. But we also have that reality that we're going to walk through that test, but Jesus has overcome. And then we talked about the the reason for the trial. And we landed on the fact that any time a teacher is given instruction, they are preparing us to be able to pass a pop quiz. And last week's title was was called Pop Quiz and how there are moments in our life when we were students, when the teacher, after they had taught you and I, they would say, hey, we're going to go over this math and we're going we're gonna to go over this spelling and we're going to, why? Because they had prepared us for the test. And we said this, we said that any sort of a test that's presented to a student, any good teacher only gives a test to prove what the student already knows. They're never trying to hurt them. And then we said that God is always giving us information so that we could pass the test. God will never put us in a test. God would never allow a test that he didn't already give us the cheat sheet to. And I asked you some tough questions. I said, now, have you been paying attention to the teacher? Have you and I been leaning in to the voice of God? Have we really been maximizing on the fact that he is God and that Jesus is Jesus? And so we had the reality of a test We had the reason for the test. And I have two more. I have two more. Now, we have two that are left over. (laughs) Kind of like that turkey, that cornbread, that mac and cheese. I don't know if y'all are like me, but leftovers work during Thanksgiving. Come on, can I get an amen, somebody? Anybody, Anybody love putting the turkey and putting it on some bread, throwing some gravy and some stuffing and some cranberry sauce? It's good. Go with me to James chapter one. I've got two, two final perspectives that I believe James jumps out and gives us when it comes to the test. Now, the reason why we're going through this is because we have a declaration that 2020 is not over and we have to have our mindset on the fact that God promised us something in January and he doesn't void it because there's a test 
God has already promised us. And regardless of what we may feel, he's already prepared us to walk out of 2020 with victory. But I bounced back to last week. Have we been listening to and studying what the teacher, God the Father, has been instructing us? Come on, somebody. Are you with me? All right, James chapter one, James chapter one, two through five says this, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your pace, your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. It will be given to him. Number one, the reality of trials. Number two, the reason for trials. Write this down. You can get those. Oh, I forgot to tell you. You can find our sermon notes today at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. So go ahead and download, download those as well. cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Here's, here's a third kingdom perspective when it comes to a test or a trial. It's this. The response of a trial the response of a trial. So we have a, we have a reality. They're going to come. We have a reason. God's, God's doing it because he wants to mature us. He wants, he wants to prove, yes, they know exactly what I've been teaching them. Spiritual maturity. And the third reason is there has to be a kingdom response to the trial. Here's what James says. James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So let me, let, let me give you the first thing. That, here's the first response. The first response is to recognize that trials will come and they're designed for me to overcome, watch, so that I can spiritually mature. That's the first thing. Recognize that those are going to happen. The second thing is, is that we have to count it up. We have to count it all up. We have to count it all up. And so today's thought around our thought is count it all up. He says, count it all joy when? Count it all joy when, I, as, as I was studying, I felt like James was like, if you were to do a multiplication of the days of the month, of the days of the month, the days of the year, and the years that you've been born, if you were to count up all of God's faithfulness, you would be able to find a reason to count and find joy. Did y'all catch that? I feel like James is saying, I know that you and I might walk through tough moments of our life, but if we will go back to our kingdom perspective, God is God, Jesus is Jesus. If I go over the 30 days of the month, if there's one bad day in the month, there should be at least 29 more where I can pull at least one moment of God's faithfulness. Count it all joy. He says, listen, you've got to be able to pull back. You've got to be able to look and say, when, when I was here, God brought me to here. When I was here, God brought me through this. When I prayed about this, God answered that prayer. When I was asking and seeking God for this, he did that. He says, now listen, I know you're going through the trial, but if you don't mind, can you please count up all that he's already done? Because there you will find your joy. Are you with me? Can somebody say, amen, I wish I could just 
jump through the screen, but I can't. Look, he says, count it all joy when you fall. I love the fact he doesn't say, listen, he doesn't say push aside the reality of what you're going through. He says, in the middle of your trial, find something that God has already done. And if it's one thing, give God praise for that. Come on, somebody. He says, listen, count it all up. Don't just get stuck in the moment of 2020, from March till now. What did God do from January to March? Can you pull something out? Can you find something that God's done to say, if he was faithful from January to March, surely he's going to do something from March to December. Okay, so let's just say the test came in, in March till December. Surely God can do something from December 1st to December 31st, based on his faithfulness, counted all joy. You don't have to push aside the fact that 2020 has been a tough year or that fulfilling the dream has taken longer. Surely you and I can find one reason, one reason to start to build. The mindset, the kingdom perspective of joy. If I was to look at James, James could say, I watched my brother die on a cross. I watched him be beaten. But somehow he rose again and I have life. Oh, the joy that I'm able to count through the pain of that one moment. Counted all joy. I'm not preaching about somebody that doesn't know pain, y'all. He watched his brother die on a cross. Can you imagine what the three days must have felt like? He heard his brother talk about raising for three days, but I wonder what his thought was on day two and a half. Oh man, we may never see him again. I wonder if there was a little bit of a flutter, but man, can you imagine when he sees his brother and he's like, oh, 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 oh. you were faithful when you were feeding the 5,000. You were faithful when you were, when you were walking on water. You were faithful doing this you were faithful that and you're faithful as I'm looking you in the eye so when James is talking about count it all joy we're talking with somebody who lived some of the toughest moments in life I know you and I are going to face tough moments some moments we don't even have answers for as I'm as I'm preaching to you this morning my family is making funeral plans for my aunt who passed away due to COVID. And I'm trying to find a moment of joy. I told this to the, to the team a few weeks back. It's hard to find joy when you're crying. It's hard to find joy when you're, when you're trying to encourage. But I'm thinking about when she, when she was smiling at me and encouraging me. I think about all the amazing moments. And then I still think about the fact that Jesus died for me. Count it all joy when you go through various trials. See, we all are going to go through those moments. Even now, my families, when I talk to them, they say, oh, Damon. Oh, Damon, they're so encouraging. Oh, Damon. Why? Because they, they have this perspective of thank God 
that Jesus was able to bring salvation. Can somebody say amen? So we have to find a proper response. So he says, count it all joy. I wrote this down. and I want you to, to write this down. Happiness is driven by circumstance. Joy rests in your decision over your feelings. Count it all joy. Even in those moments when you don't feel like it, pull something off the shelf and say, I don't like this moment that I'm in. But based on your track record, you're faithful. Based on your track record, you're faithful. You know, as I'm standing here, I'm, I'm preaching and, and I know you all heard my heart sharing about my family. And I'm sharing that moment, not, to, not so that, that you just kind of feel for me, which I, I appreciate it. But I'm sharing it because I want you to know that even as I'm preaching to you, I'm pulling joy because I get to preach to you. You are part of my joy. You are part of my excitement because I get to preach to you. The dreams that you have make me excited. I refuse to let 2020 just, just finish and you not grab hold. And if you, not, you don't have this uncommon belief that God will show up for me and I won't let go. We have to count it all up. So if we were going to choose something, I want to encourage you over these last remaining weeks of 2020, choose joy. Come on, can you say that? I choose. Come on. I choose joy. I choose joy. Here, here's the other thing he says. Now, uh, he says in verse, in, in verse four, he says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liber liberally without reproach and it will be given to you. So let me read it again. James chapter one. Verse five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. So we count it all up. And then in verse five, he says, ask whatever you need, ask. So write this down. Simply ask for wisdom, not an exit door. Ask God for wisdom in the trial, in the test. Don't ask for an exit door. Because if you were like me when I took tests, if the teacher said we could take it later, I would try to take it later. It still didn't push aside the fact that I had to take the test. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like when there's things in my life, I retest. Anybody? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing this retest thing over again. So instead of me trying to find an exit door, ask for wisdom. Here's what I found. The teacher is always willing to answer the questions that we don't have answers to, or we need clarification. Remember I told you the good teachers never give a test to hurt. They always want to prove that we're ready and can pass the test. So we ask of wisdom. He says, if you need it, ask. Let me prove it to you. In 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 4, there's a man by the name of, of Solomon who the Bible says in one chapter earlier, God says, what do you need? And Solomon says, I'm young. You're giving me these people to lead. He says, I don't know how to go out 
or come in. I don't know how to defend or lead. He says, if I need anything, give me wisdom and an understanding heart. And the Bible says that God goes, you mean to tell me that you want what I possess to rest on you when it comes to how to decide, how to respond? And when you get to 1 Kings chapter 4, here's what it says. It says in verse 29, and God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. The response to a test or a trial is to ask God for wisdom, not for an exit door. Write this down. Another response, and we're wrapping up, is find a reason to praise God. Find a reason to praise God. James chapter 1, verse 9 says, and let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation. In the moments of tests, in the moments of trial, when we count it all up, when we ask God for wisdom, find a reason to praise God outwardly, no matter what. Find a reason. Come on. We have just come out of Thanksgiving this past Thursday. Hopefully we didn't just grab our food and just eat. Hopefully we paused and gave God thanks. Come on. Can we just take a 10 second praise break and just find one reason? Can you type one reason? Come on, type it in. One reason why you can praise God. One thing that you're thankful for. God, I thank you for my family. God, I thank you for my mind. God, I thank you for my home. Thank you that there was food on my table. There was clothes on my back. Thank you, Lord God, that I'm... Find a reason to praise him. Even in the middle... 20, 20. Find one reason to praise him. Here's the fourth thing. So let me go back over. We have the reality of a trial. The reason for a trial. The response of a trial. And remember, we're, we've just been nestled in James chapter 1. Here's the fourth kingdom perspective of a trial or a test. Number four is the reward. The reward of a test. The reward of a trial. We have these, uh, we, we have these bonuses for our children. Uh, for every A, they get this. For every B, they get this. For every time they pass a test, they get this. Why? Because we want them to know that as they've been prepared and as they work hard and study, that there is a reward for the test. Every single moment of life that we walk out with God, God is building us. God is preparing us. God is pulling things out. And God says, I'm taking you higher and higher and higher. So there is a reward for every single, every single thing that you and I push through. Here's what James says in James chapter 1, verse 12. Same chapter. He says, blessed is the man or woman who endures temptation, endures that trial, endures that test. For when he has been approved, when they've passed, he says, he or she will receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. As I was reading this, all, I could, all that stuck out to me was endure, approve, receive, and promised. Do we know what God has promised? God has already 
promised us, and we've been declaring it, God has already promised us amazing things in 2020. There have been tests in 2020. I'm encouraging us to not let 2020 dictate what God is doing in your life. Remember we said that our view of God can, can change who he is in our perspective, but it doesn't change who he is. God is God. But if we put him in a box, he'll be limited to our own perspective. That's the reason why we said we needed to have a kingdom perspective. So there is a reward. James says, listen, after you pursue and push through, God says, dun, 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 crown of life, blessing, the way I promised you. So my challenge to us is what did God promise us at the beginning of 2020? What did God promise you at the beginning of 2020? What did God promise you in 2019, 2018 that you've still been holding on to? See, in order for us to be able to walk out all that God's called us to be, we have to have a kingdom perspective. God's God, Jesus is the Lord, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to push past these moments where it seems like it's trying to break me. And God's like, no, <laughs> they're qualified. They're going to get past this because they're going to walk out all that I've promised them. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can I be honest with you? I do not believe that when Jesus looked at the cross that he could just, you know, move, push aside the pain. But I do believe Jesus pushed aside the pain because he saw you. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't go, oh, there's no pain. No, Jesus said, I'm pushing aside the test because my prize is the one who's going to meet me on November the 29th. Those of you who are going to trust Jesus and say, 2020 is not over. No, 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 no. I'm changing my kingdom perspective. Jesus had this moment in mind. You are his joy. In the middle of pain, in the middle of, 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 of great sorrow and suffering, the Bible says Jesus said, oh, I'm going to pull off the shelf the name of Naren. I'm going to pull off the shelf Melissa. I'm going to pull off the shelf Stacy. I'm going to pull off the shelf Janice. I'm going to pull off the shelf David. Oh, God, thank you for this moment. I'm going to count it all joy because they're coming into the family of Jesus. Jesus was able to pull your name off the shelf in the middle of a test. You are his reward. And can I tell you, the greatest reward that you and I could ever have today is knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I know you and I want the tangible. I want the tangible too. But man, getting the tangible without the one that gives it, I'm still void. You would be still void. So this morning, it would be my highest honor to pull off the shelf 
what Jesus did. Can I just count this up really fast? Can I, can I pull it off the shelf that Jesus died for you? If, there's, if, if you're going through something like crazy, can I just pull off the shelf? I want to just count it up really fast. Can I just pull off the shelf that Jesus died for you? That, that, can I pull off the shelf that, 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 that Jesus didn't stay in the grave, that he, that he rose again? I, I, I got some more. I got some more. Can I pull off the shelf that when he rose again, he left you the power of the Holy Spirit so you and I can overcome the obstacles and the trial? I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Can I pull off the shelf that you don't have to do a religious routine, that you really don't even need me, that all you have to do is just go, Jesus, I need you. I'm just pulling these off the shelf because this is part of the reward today for our kingdom perspective. Today, I want to introduce you to Jesus. The ultimate reward for Jesus, y'all, y'all like how I'm pointing? I feel like Jesus, right? Jesus, you cool? All right, high five. Like, I feel like, look, Jesus is the ultimate reward. And I want to introduce you to him today. Why? Because a long time ago, he was thinking about you. Today, I'm going to pray that God gives all of us on this Thanksgiving post weekend, that God gives all of us this fervency that God's going to do it for us. That everything that we've walked through, that we're not going to leave limping, but that we're going to leave stronger. And that we're going to be able to count it up. And it's going to produce a joy over these last remaining weeks that we didn't know we had. Will you pray with me? Come on, if you need a a little bit of joy, if you need to count it up, if you need a fresh perspective, I'm praying for you today. And for those of you who are going to meet Jesus for the very first time, I'm encouraging you, don't push aside. Today is the day, not tomorrow. Come to Jesus right where you are. He knew you and I would make mistakes. He knew that we would sin. He knew that we would miss the mark. And he was like, I can't wait. Oh, they're bringing me so much joy. You didn't know that you brought so much joy, did you, to Jesus? Even when we feel like we hurt him so bad, he's like, no. Oh, you bring me so much joy. This morning, Would you pray a prayer with me? It's simple. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes in and he becomes Lord of your life. Man, it would be my high honor as we're all together online to pray with you. Come on, it's really simple. I'm going to lead the way you just follow. You ready? Come on. Pray it with faith, full expectation. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you died for me. And you rose again. And I'm counting up all that you've done. And I receive the reward of salvation that you paid the price for. I declare that you are my Savior, my Lord, and my friend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise? I'm excited. I'm counting up. I cannot wait to count up all of the names and all of the families that were impacted today because you said yes to Jesus. Can you do me a favor? Can you fill out? We've got a virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com. Do me a favor because I want to know who said yes to Jesus so that we can can celebrate the decision that you made today. Well done. And by filling out that connection card, my wife and I, would love to send you some next steps. Next steps such as baptism, getting in a small group, just coming around and learning more about where to be planted in a life-giving church, no matter where you're watching from. We have people literally watching from around the world. And we wanna help you get planted 
And a life-giving church is going to push you into being all that God has called you to be. So please fill out that virtual connect card. Well done. Well done. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Well, hey, but we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. We've celebrated Operation Christmas Child. Uh, Christmas Child. We celebrated what God has done through our Thanksgiving distribution. And so, as you can see, we live to give here at City Place Church. And whether you want to give online at cityplacechurch.com or our backslash give, or you want to give via text, let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord speak to you. It's because of your generosity and your trusting God and your partnership with City Place that we were able to impact literally people in our church, in our community, and literally across the world. You're doing well. You're doing well. Continue to trust God and believe God. And here's the thing. I believe that God's going to continue to provide and bless your house. As I mentioned over every week, if the church, if our church can be the church to you and come around you and support you in any way, please let us know. Please let us know. It would be our honor to do so. Well, hey, I'm going to pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for kingdom perspective. Thank you for life. Thank you for those that met you today. Thank you for all that you're doing through, through uh, our generosity as a church. I pray that you bless everyone as they trust you and as they're worshiping you in their giving. Let our kids have fun. Let us enjoy our families as we continue our Thanksgiving weekend. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. City Place family, I can't wait to see you again next, next week, live in person and online. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode. And we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.